Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bold and Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I've titled this week's episode, Father of the Year. And yes, I am talking about more than just one person. I hope you guys had a great week and weekend. My birthday was really fun. I went out to eat three times. My husband surprised me with tickets to go see Downton Abbey, the movie, because I'm obsessed with it. If you've never watched Downton Abbey, you really should watch it. It's really good. And I also got a beautiful silver double barred necklace. It's very pretty. Loved it. Also, my sister had a little get together for my birthday. She made me a big, huge Mexican dinner and it was so much fun. We played pool and we drank too much. So the next day I had somewhat of a nasty hangover, but that is another story. Thank you guys for all your birthday messages. I really appreciate them. I told my husband that this is the last birthday that I'm going to have because I'm going to stop aging now, but I do still expect presents. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to our question of the week. The question of the week was, who will Wyatt choose, Sally or Flo? This is another question that didn't really require any calculations because three people voted for Flo and the rest voted for Sally. So the majority of pretty much everyone except for three people want him to pick Sally or at least think he should. Here is what some of you guys had to say. Vicki Huddleston says, hands down, it's Sally. She's remarkable, gorgeous, and a great talent. Would love to see Spectre rise from the literal ashes. You know what? Me too. Because they kind of just abandoned that story, didn't they? MK says, I hope it's Sally, but I see a future waffler in the making. Couldn't agree more. Maybe Quinn and Flo will join forces to get him to pick flow. I think that is what's going to happen. Quinn and Shauna are going to join forces and plot and Flo probably will be involved also to break Wyatt and Sally up. I'm convinced. Annette Borgen says Sally of course. She's better than Flo. Flo and Shauna are just trouble. Renee B. says, Sally, because she is true blue. I agree with that statement, Renee. Darnell Jackson, 2857, says, y'all act like there's only two men on the show. Damn. And I, I had to laugh because that is true. Bibby Maza, or Maza, Sally is too good for him. Wyatt doesn't know how to love. How many women has he gone to bed with in one year? Great question, Bibby. I agree. I feel he should take some time to himself. Like, I'm confused. So how is he not confused about who he loves? Thank you guys so, so much for your comments. 
they are greatly appreciated. I love to see if what I'm thinking is what you guys are thinking. And I also like to see other point of views. It just makes the story that much more interesting to watch. So keep your comments coming, guys. I love to hear them. Now, for the new question of the week. Who is going to save Katie's life? I would love to know what all of you guys think. I will post the question of the week on all my socials. And now, let's get into the news. The news I have for this week is thanks to Ken. He sent me this article, so thank you, Ken. Congratulations to Darren Brooks and his wife, Kelly Krueger. They had a beautiful, healthy baby girl, which they named Everly Jolie. I think that's such a cute name. And my birthday was the 20th, so they just missed it by two days. So congratulations to the Brooks family. And that's all the news I have for this week. So enough with the chit chat. Let's get to the recap. What I've decided to do is since I missed last week, I'm just going to recap really quickly what happened. So we're all on the same page and so that I can gripe a little bit about it. Don't worry about fast-forwarding because this will only take like two minutes. Okay, so last week, Shauna and Ridge agreed to keep their night together a secret. Mistake. Okay, Ridge seems to be making a lot of mistakes lately. What Ridge and Shauna don't know is that Danny saw Shauna leaving the apartment the next morning and he's very suspicious. Ridge returns home to Brooke and they agree to disagree and they make up. With Shauna's insistence, Flo goes to see Wyatt to try and repair their relationship, but it doesn't go as planned. Shauna, by the way, is now obsessed with Ridge. She decides that she's going to pay Quinn a visit to ask her to help get Flo and Wyatt back together. So Shauna wants Quinn's help to sabotage Wyatt and Sally, basically. Sally was scared to trust Wyatt. So, to prove his commitment, he proposed, and she said yes. That was shocking. Very shocking. Did not see that coming. And last, but certainly not least, after not feeling well, Katie collapsed at home, and Bill freaked out and was super scared and called 911. And that is what happened last week. So, that brings us in to this week. Monday, the 23rd. The show opens at Wyatt's house with Wyatt and Sally. Sally is shocked by Wyatt's proposal, as we all are. This really surprised me, that's for sure. Sally takes her sweet time to answer, but ultimately she says yes. They are both just so happy, they're ecstatic. And they make love, and by the way, it's really hot. These two definitely have chemistry on screen. I really like them together. I'm a fan. Now we head over to Forrester with Brooke and Ridge. Ridge wants his new resort line in Ion Fashion. And Brooke assures him that Katie will make that happen. Because she has a way with Bill, that's for sure. She does. Brooke is very proud of Katie. And they're both really happy. Well, 
Brooke is really happy that she's getting her family back together. Ridge, not so much. Now we head over to Bill's house with Bill and Katie. Poor Bill is completely freaking out. He's waiting on the ambulance and Katie is completely unconscious. So the ambulance comes and they arrive at the hospital and we get to see Dr. Jordan Armstrong again. The doctor lets Bill know that he has to run a bunch of tests to find out what's happening. Bill gives Brooke a call and Brooke and Ridge rush to the hospital. Bill goes in to see Katie and of course he's really upset. He's in tears and he begs her to wake up. He loves her so much and you know what? It was really sweet and that's how Monday ends. That brings us in to Tuesday. The show opens at the hospital, but we're going to circle back to that in a minute. We are going to start at Forrester Creations with Eric and Quinn. Eric is shocked to learn that Quinn hasn't given up on Wyatt and Flo. She thinks Wyatt needs to get over it. She's convinced that Wyatt still loves Flo. And of course, because Eric is always the voice of reason, he warns Quinn that she needs to let Wyatt choose who he loves. Because he's the one that matters. Oh, but she's determined to convince Wyatt to give Flo another chance and forgive her. I don't like this, guys, at all. I'm like, excuse me, Quinn, your crazy is starting to show. Okay? I'm just like, really? What the F? Because, no. No, no, no. Flo hurt Wyatt way more than Sally. I'm sorry. Sally told a little white lie. And Quinn hates her. Flo lied for months and hurt all the people Wyatt loves. And Quinn's her new cheerleader. Whatever. Come on. I don't like how much hatred Quinn has for Sally because to me it doesn't make sense. Now we head over to Wyatt's. Sally and Wyatt are so happy they are enjoying their engagement bliss. But, of course, Sally has to go because she has an important meeting. And Wyatt keeps assuring her that she will have a ring ASAP. And he tells her not to worry about his mom because he'll handle her. So Sally leaves and a few minutes later, Quinn arrives. And she goes on and on and on about Flo. Flo is the one for him. And he needs to forgive her because he always will love her. She's great and wonderful, etc., etc. Then Wyatt tells her he did propose and she assumes to Flo. So she's so happy. She's like literally jumping up and down for joy until he clarifies that he proposed to Sally, not Flo. Now we head over to Bikini with Sally and Flo. Sally's meeting never happened because the lady had an emergency and had to leave. But Flo is working at the bar again. So Sally goes and sits down to chat with her. It was very funny because Sally was so gloating. I mean, she was so gloating. And she told Flo that Wyatt proposed and they're engaged. Flo is so shocked. She's stunned. She's so upset she's speechless. Now we head over to the hospital. Katie is still unconscious and Bill is worried sick. Ridge and Brooke arrive and then Donna arrives. The doctor is still waiting on test results. So a few minutes later, the doctor returns and we learn that Katie is in kidney failure. 
I know exactly how hard it is to see someone you love in kidney failure. It is awful. I lost my uncle about two years ago and we were very close and it was very hard to watch. Everyone is stunned and the doctor tells them that there are several treatment options, but he needs to review all of her results to figure out the best one. So they all go in to see Katie and they each beg her to wake up for Will, for all of them, and for her to fight and to come back to them. And that's how Tuesday ends. So that brings us in to Wednesday. The show opens at the hospital with the doctor examining Katie. Everyone is so shocked that Katie didn't tell anybody that she was feeling bad. Of course, Bill and Ridge both have to throw a dagger at each other because the hatred just never stops. It was really funny. So Ridge makes a comment that Katie probably told Bill, but he didn't listen. And Bill comments that Ridge is one to talk about not listening because he ignored all the signs that his son is a psycho criminal. So true. So Dr. Armstrong comes back out and he does let them know that Katie is in kidney failure. She has significant damage to both kidneys. This is devastating news. So Bill goes into the room with Katie and he begs her to wake up and he's so scared. Then Katie wakes up and the poor thing, she's so confused and scared. It was sad. Now we head over to Wyatt's. Quinn is so upset that Wyatt proposed to that red-headed grifter. Rude. She's being her normal, unsupportive self. Exactly what you expect from Quinn. She wants to know what the heck is wrong with him. And he says, well, most people would say it was my upbringing, which was hilarious. Quinn thinks Wyatt still loves Flo and that he's just doing this for revenge to get back at her. She also thinks Sally makes stupid mistakes and never learns from them. Wow. Wow. Okay. Everyone does that on this show. Hello. Like, okay. Also, she thinks that he feels guilty by association and that's why he's doing this. But of course, he denies it. He's like, no, you're wrong. Quinn thinks since Wyatt didn't have a ring that Sally pressured him into proposing, which is not true. Then she gets a call from Eric and he tells her about Katie. So they're both really worried. Now we head over to Bikini Bar. Flo is devastated to hear that Sally and Wyatt are engaged. Sally, being the nice person, does apologize for hurting her feelings. Because she was gloating. As always, Flo thinks that Wyatt's proposal is all about her and sending her a message. You know what? Rude. Sally is like, look, you watched us break up knowing your lie was way bigger than mine. So true. Then Sally calls Wyatt and he gives her the news about Katie. She tells Flo and they are also both really worried. What annoyed me the most about this scene was how dismissive Flo was about Sally and Wyatt's relationship and their feelings. I mean, he loves Sally too. So don't be so dismissive, okay Flo, because it's rude. 
Back over at the hospital, Dr. Armstrong outs Katie because he's like, you've been having symptoms. There's no way you haven't. She has. She just didn't say anything. So the doctor is going to put her on dialysis because her anti-rejection meds have damaged her kidneys. Then he tells her that she needs a kidney transplant. Now, I do want to tell you guys that this is a real thing, especially the older anti-rejection meds. They were really bad about hurting your kidneys. My mom had a liver transplant, and that's the first thing that they told us was you have to sign these papers saying that we told you it could damage her kidneys, blah, blah, blah. So this is a real thing, but the new medicine is much better than the old medicine. So, of course, when everyone finds out she needs a transplant, Brooke and Donna immediately volunteer to donate their kidneys. Everyone leaves the room, except for Bill. And, as you can imagine, Katie is super upset. She doesn't want to have to go through this again. And she's worried about Will, of course. Bill promises he will be there every step of the way. And that's how Wednesday ends. So, that brings us in to Thursday. The show opens at Brooke's house with Brooke and Ridge. Brooke is so worried about Katie, understandably. And Ridge is being very supportive. Everyone is getting tested to be a donor. Ridge, Bill, and Hope are all not matches. So those three are out. Then they start talking about Thomas, which is a mistake. They are never going to see eye to eye on this, ever. They are going to have to find a way to compromise because they're never going to agree. But I do really hope they work it out. Brooke thinks all of them should have went to prison. Rich thinks that Thomas is getting better. Can you believe that? He actually thinks that he's getting better and he's going to be a better father. Wow. I can't. Like, I cannot with Rich. Brooke wants Thomas as far away from Douglas as possible. And I agree. Basically, they have the same fight that they've been having, the same fight that they had last week. But this time they stop before it escalates and Brooke leaves to go to the hospital to see Katie. Meanwhile, upstairs in Douglas's room, I really hate to be the bearer of bad news, but he's back. Thomas snuck into the house to see Douglas. He asked Douglas about school and if he tattletales on the other kids like he did to him. Where's his loyalty to his father? Then he proceeds to tell poor Douglas that he's not a hero because he defied him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this poor little boy. What the F? He still hasn't changed after all of this. So Douglas brings up that the last time he saw Thomas, he said he was a great kid and that they were best friends and that daddy shouldn't act that way. Thomas actually says best friends don't rat each other out. Oh my gosh, guys. I turned to my husband and I'm like, did I just have a seizure? Like, am I losing my mind? Pretty sure the last time Douglas saw Thomas, he had a breakthrough, right? He broke through Thomas's walls. Thomas broke down and cried and said he was so sorry and daddy shouldn't act like that. Oh my 
gosh, it was all a lie. It was all fake. The lying snake. Then Thomas tells Douglas that he ruined everything. And he goes on and on about how horrible Douglas is, basically. Then he starts grilling him. He wants to know if Hope and Liam fight. And if Hope ever talks about him. And I'm like, wow, wow. So, of course, Ridge walks in and catches him. But he walks in right as Thomas is done talking. So he doesn't hear all the horrible things that he's saying to Douglas. And Ridge is really shocked to see him. And of course Thomas says, oh, I was just telling Douglas how much I love him. What a P-O-S. I really hate Thomas. Now we head over to Flo's apartment with Flo and Shauna. Flo is upset because she wouldn't have even known about Katie's condition if she wasn't if she wouldn't have been with Sally. Then she tells Shauna that she's very unhappy about this proposal. But her mom has not heard a word she said because she's too busy obsessing over Ridge. Shauna claims that she's not a stalker. She's not stalking Ridge. But it sure seems like it to flow. She goes on and on about their connection. And it's so special. I'm sorry. Excuse me? Guys, I'm freaking out a little bit, okay? He was comatose, okay? He was blacked out. He was unconscious. Like, what do you mean? What connection? I can't. I just can't. It's killing me. So, Shauna tells Flo that they have a, a real spark. Flo is horrified to hear this, okay? Not to mention Shauna sounds a little crazy. Flo thinks that she really already has enough problems when it comes to the Logan. She doesn't need her mother making it worse. But it seems Shauna is on a mission to steal Ridge from Brooke. I really hate to break it to her, but she's not the first woman to try and steal Ridge from Brooke. And she certainly, probably, won't be the last. Now we head back over to Brooke's with Ridge and Thomas. They've gone downstairs to talk. Thomas tells Ridge that he's so sorry And he regrets what he did. And he is really trying to justify it. Which made me crazy. He's he's trying to say that he did it out of love. Then he's going back and forth. He's a little erratic. So then he continues to tell Ridge he's really upset and pissed off. Because they've exiled him. And he's not happy one bit about it. He's really mad at Brooke. He tries to make Ridge feel guilty for being with Brooke, which is a warning sign. Hello. Wake up for crying out loud. Now he's super angry at Brooke and the Logans, which is scary. He just wants to make sure that he can count on Ridge. And that's how Thursday ends. So that brings us into Friday the 27th. The show opens at Brooke's house. Ridge and Thomas are continuing their conversation. Thomas is super upset 
that Brooke exiled him. And Ridge wants him to leave before anyone sees him. But Thomas is desperate for a quick fix to make everyone just forgive him. And then he is so manipulating Ridge. He's telling him how sorry he is and he'll never do it again and he's changed and blah, blah, blah. And his mom's helping him. And then he hugs Ridge. Oh my goodness. The look on Thomas's face. He is definitely scheming something. Now we head over to Bikini Bar with Vinny and Danny. These two, they're just gossiping away. I'm like, look at these two chatty Cathy's. What the heck? I'm pretty sure Ridge wouldn't want Danny telling people about his drunken escapades. Okay, I'm pretty sure. But that's exactly what he does. Danny tells Vinny all of the dirt about Ridge and Shauna. Vinny is shocked to find out that Shauna stayed the night and didn't leave. I'm like, wait, Danny, what the heck? Can I mean, what happened to discretion? I'm like, Danny, shush it. Shush it. Then he tells him that he knows for a fact they slept in the same bed. Thanks, Danny. That helps. So, of course, Vinny immediately texts Thomas to meet him at Bikini ASAP. (laughs) Of course. Now we head over to Forrester Creations with Ridge and Shauna. Shauna sweet-talked her way into the building. She tells Ridge that she can't stop thinking about their night together. Really? Really? Ridge thanks her again, but he also tells her that it doesn't change how he feels about her or Flo. And Brooke, for that matter, wants everyone to pay. He mentions that they keep getting into an argument every time Thomas's name comes up. Oh, you poor thing. Of course, Shauna is flirting with him, and she's so understanding She even tells him he's too cute to be so stressed. Really? Really? Oh, in case you're newer to the show, women are Ridge's weakness. Now we head back to Brooke's house. She returns home to find Thomas sitting on her couch like he owns the place. She, of course, tells him to leave. But he lets her know real quick that he will not be treated this way. She tells him that he better stay away from Douglas. Then, surprisingly, Brooke is shocked that Thomas seems to think he doesn't deserve any punishment at all. I'm surprised that that shocked her. Of course he doesn't. She basically tells him that she will never trust him again. She's done. Life sentence. Done with him. So Thomas, who is already unstable, is getting more and more angry more and more worked up he accuses her of kicking him while he's down then he proceeds to threaten her he will take douglas away from her and hope if she doesn't forgive him using his son again he is out of control he is out of control i don't understand how ridge does not see this it's infuriating Thomas is tired of Brooke trying to steal his dad away. Seriously? She ruined his family and his life. Really? He sounds just like Taylor. He's tired of the Logans benefiting from his family's success. 
And that's it. That's it. He's went too far. And Brooks slaps him right in the face. And he is shocked. He was not expecting it. She tells him to get get the hell out. So he doesn't, of course. And he looks at her. He gets in her face. And he says that she may have Ridge wrapped around her slutty little finger. But it ends with him. Wow. Amazing. If you're new to the show, Stephanie, who is the matriarch of the Forsters, used to always call Brooke the slut from the valley. So that was a throwback. Loved it. And that's how Friday ends. So that brings us to the end of the week. And I cannot wait to analyze this one. First of all, let's talk about Sally and Wyatt. I'm really happy for them, but I'm also scared because Quinn and Shauna teamed up together equals big trouble for Sally. And I don't like it. I really don't want Sally to get hurt again, but I'm really scared she will. Now let's talk about Shauna for a second. She's really starting to make my skin crawl just a little bit because she has some Thomas vibes, some Sheila vibes, totally obsessive vibes, stalker even. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. She seems like she's already in love. And I'm like, hello, you don't even know Ridge. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think she's going to cause big trouble for Ridge. Now let's talk about Brooke just for a second. I would have given anything if Brooke would have recorded what Thomas said to her. If she would have walked in and when she saw him just nonchalantly slipped her phone, pressed record, it would have been awesome. But of course she didn't. If Ridge would have heard the way he was talking to her and the things that he said to her, he would be livid. And then maybe he would get it, that Thomas needs more help than just his crazy mother helping him. Let's talk about Danny for a second, okay? Thanks a lot, Danny, right? I thought bartenders were more discreet than that. Well, apparently not. And now they've given Thomas such great ammunition to use against Brooke. Good job, Danny. It's exciting, but I still don't like it. Now, we must talk about the father of the year. Okay, the father of the year award goes to Thomas. Thomas is back and he is crazier and more evil than ever. He learned nothing. Everything he said in the hospital was fake and a lie. It was BS. He's a snake. Okay? I said it before. I'm going to say it again. I really feel horrible for Douglas. Let's talk about Katie for a second. I feel so sorry for Katie because a transplant is brutal. And to have to do it twice in one lifetime is a very horrible thought. I know everyone thinks it's going to be Flo that saves Katie. But what if, just what if, it's Thomas who's a match and he's the one who saves Katie? I'm sure this probably won't happen. 
But wouldn't that be a good twist? Surely someone will have to save her life because there's no way they're going to kill Katie. Hopefully it'll be sooner than later so that she doesn't have to stay in the hospital forever. Because, you know, that sucks too. I do also feel sorry for Bill. So far, he's been very supportive and hopefully it stays that way. All right, guys. That's all I have for this week. That brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. I'll post tomorrow the question of the week. Who is going to save Katie? Who's it going to be, guys? You can get in touch with me at theboldandbeautifulpodcast.com. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I hope you all have a great week and weekend. Thanks again so much for listening. Until next time, bye guys.